There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Shaver's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay. You let a woman beat ya. You little tiny nothing. Why did you move closer to me? Closer to Don't, you. Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. And Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous! You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky! I'd rather die running than be left here alone. Okay, but remember, serpentine! Absolutely. What a guy. You can fuck the lilies and the roses too. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. Using the paper as if it were a microphone. <laughs> I just talked to paper. Your cat's going to fuck it up. Yeah, that's why I'm putting him down. You go down there. He's going to get real mad and attack my feet, probably. There we go. We're safe. We're going. Hi. I was talking over the meat of this. What was the, I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff in this movie, but like, what did the guy say? You're going to have to get real more specific. Slovak. Oh, he's passed on. He was like, we're like alien androids and we build our replacement. Yeah, he's an time. alien. Yeah. Slopic is an alien. There we go. I just remember, I only, this is the second time I've seen this movie. And I remember that being a really cool reveal, but we were talking. And I was caught up in the fact that it looked really cool. It did look fucking rad. But he's an alien. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess technically not anymore because, like, the last billion of those things have been made on Earth. Yeah, there was another thing where something was, like, the the line had been broken or something. Yeah, because part of the tape had gotten fucked up. That's what it was. He didn't didn't have all of the skills he needed to be successful for the next 200 years. My rewatch last night, so I'm sorry. Honeycutt's got to be able to be there. The secret information. Now, I get it. But I need to I need to watch it again. Good good for me because I own this. <laughs> the proud owner of all three of Roddenberry's made for TV seventies movies. Mm. We don't have to watch them all, but I think well actually we do have to watch them all. But we're not we're not gonna do not have to podcast them all. We're not gonna f- do full length commentaries to every one of them. Where do you want to start with this one? I guess we already did. Never mind. Where do you want to go next? Ugh, I'm just going to give you a couple, oh God, re- 360 eye rolls. Okay, ready for and it? And then you go ahead and talk. I've already been doing that. <laughs> just say interesting things. Go. <laughs> do you? How do you feel about the whole concept that like humans aren't good enough, which is in a lot of sci-fi, and I don't like that trope, that like... That like people wouldn't make it without aliens interceding and not aliens, but something. They need aliens or science fiction writers or nonfiction writers. They they needed something, and that's what Roddenberry was saying is that like the future that you have in Star Trek, we're not just going to get to them unless you know man does something. You know, like humankind respects diversity. I wrote a quote down. And uh, I'll read it to you right now. Humanity will reach maturity and wisdom to answer your question. Thank you. On the day that it begins to positively value diversity in life and in ideas. 
to have a different idea is not necessarily to be wrong. The worst possible thing that can happen for all of us is for everyone to begin to look and act and talk and think alike. I'm quoting Gene Roddenberry here. If we cannot handle and learn and enjoy the differences between our own kinds here on Earth, God help us when we get into space and meet the variety that is almost certainly out there. That's just from that, that thing that I was listening to, that 1974 lecture. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, everyone like, you know, treats Gene Roddenberry like some kind of god and he wasn't he was a person and he did some you know not everything was perfect but um the more I listen to it the more I'm like dude it's fucking pretty badass <laughs> sucker was on point for a real yeah long time. that like you know he was saying a lot of stuff that people needed to hear like you know uh, a lot of people were involved in Star Trek but like he fought to get you know the show on the air and to have it be what it was and so i mean you know i a lot of people give him credit but a lot of people will give him too much credit and then people are like no i don't give him any credit (laughs) (laughs) it's just this uh everything's an internet war about the two things that are on the internet star trek and porn right i don't know what people are warring about porn we should war about porn a little more (laughs) let's have better porn fight you're probably not in all the porn chat rooms that's the thing yeah but do people argue about porn the other day I sat down and I watched, you know, Try Suck 8. I don't know. Yeah, and? No, I'd rather. You captured my attention. I'd I rather know. philosophize about <laughs> Star Trek. <laughs> you know, I've been riding my bike everywhere and um, reading, and I was been reading the, or not reading, but um, listening to books on tape. They're pretty fabulous. Well, usually I'm like, I would like to read the book. I'm also reading a book by uh, Jacqueline Lichtenberg, or I think there's a there's a C T. It's a L I C T H. Lichtenberg. Yeah, Lichtenberg. See, I mean, I don't know. I'm saying it wrong. Trek fans are gonna kill me. Yeah. But um, uh, I was talking to her on the internet, and she was like. Because we were, some guy was like, she said that she didn't like Space 1999. And this guy was like, I love Space 1999. And I was like, tagged onto that. And then she was like, well, you know, read some of my books. And I was like, I read one. But I read the one about Star Trek. <coughs> so she's like, read some of my fiction. I'm starting to read um, fiction. Now I can't remember the name of the book. I'll add it in later. It's The Mott People or something. It's very good. Huh. But now she real quick because I don't think everyone's going to know who she is because she played like an integral role in in the Star Trek universe, right? Well, she's on um, a lot of podcasts. She's on a Women at Warp podcast and she's on the, the Trek Files podcast. But yeah, Trek Lives is a book that her and another person. Well, it's like yeah, all the people that the a lot of the main people that saved Star Trek. Um, from being canceled and then started up the welcoming committee and started up being involved in the um, being involved and starting uh, all of the Star Trek conventions. You know, majority of them were women, and uh, she was one of the the main ones that started all that. That's awesome. Yeah, but now I'm fading. I wasn't fading, and now I'm fading. We'll go on with your story now, now that we have a little context of uh, who she is. What, you had a conversation oh, with her online? Just, no, no, actually, you know. Because someone was saying Space 1999 is rad and tagged you in? Well, no, I already said that, and then she was like, read my fiction. I was really going to say that uh, I had just listened to um, 
Oh, I can't remember the guy's name now. Anyway, someone read um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The guy from Walk Hard. It was fucking amazing. I was like, dude, he was perfect for this. You mean Dewey Cox? Yeah, Dewey Cox. <laughs> the guy who played Dewey Cox. And he was just, it was perfect. And, like, that's a really good book that questions things. And it was, like, very necessary. But there's also some some serious warts in that book. <laughs> and now I'm reading The Bell Jar, read by Donnie Darko's sister. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it's like, this is a really good book that talks about, like, all sorts of things, you know, um, patriarchy and, you know, respecting diversity and just all sorts of, like, good things that help us slowly evolve because we're set back by another book, which is the Bible. But anyway, (laughs) I'm reading it, and then I look her up on Wikipedia, and she, I don't know why I'm bringing this up, except that it has to do with, like... um, you know, writers changing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, she committed suicide like a month after the book came out. And like there was another guy that was like a poet, her husband. Uh, and he just seems like the most horrible fucking dude. Ugh. Uh, and like he just comes on the scene and he made her feel like shit or something. And then like so she commits suicide. And then he he doesn't remarry, but he has a mistress or he has someone he's seeing. And another writer, and then that woman ends up committing suicide as well. Holy shit. So I was like, this guy's Ted something. I don't know. And he's still alive. I was just like, dude, this guy sucks. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that, that is like a deep, like, maybe go on a boat adventure by yourself moment. Like, if two of the people who you've purportedly love, like, end up killing themselves, like, I don't know. Re- yeah, that's a message. That's a heavy, like. Re-examine things. The book is really heavy. I not like, put that on him necessarily, but woof, woof. What a thing to go through. Yeah. I'm sorry that I diverted back to Star Trek. <laughs> or the Quester tapes, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, he wrote this, and he wanted to make another show, and it didn't happen, but I, I like this a lot. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's when we were talking over it, I was like, oh, you know, I, I missed it. <laughs> yeah, it's very like, uh, oh, what's D- the Day the Earth Stood Still? There's some of that in there. Oh, I was going with, uh, I can't think of the guy's name now, the uh, Kung Fu. He's going to go around and fix. The autoerotic asphyxiation guy? The- well, I just mean the show, not, not not necessarily David Carradine, but like. Be like Kane and Kung Fu, get into adventures? That's yeah. from Pulp Fiction. We just watched, what was it, Perfection? <laughs> Perfection. It's 26 seconds that you love. Pure joy. Pure joy. Oh, my God. <laughs> i do it again, too. I don't think it was like Kung Fu. It was sci-fi. It was no, I know. But, like, the, the the show premise is the same thing, right? They're going to, like, go out and solve problems by, like... I mean, But we they, started out that you didn't like that. Well, I... No, I didn't say I didn't like it. The, the question I posed... No, you didn't is, like do it, you but... like the fact that, like, this alien... And I just mean this in, in a larger sci- science fiction thing, but not necessarily to this this movie. But, but we like, need something. It doesn't always have to be aliens, but we need something. If you want to get to, like, where we're past money and we're past the fucking organized religion, we're not going to do it now. We're definitely not going to do it. He's fucking taking all the mailboxes so we can't vote. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh, boy. Fucking weird shit, right? Total weird shit. Then, like, so, like, that stuff. 
And all the people need to get, not misdirection, but need to get redirected into being cool. <laughs> you know, like, don't worry about, like, the color of other people's skin or the people, like, are different. And a 2,000-year-old book says it's not cool. Like, it's fine. Right, it's fine. Just get and there it. are hicks that are, like, you know, getting it and understanding it and slowly and surely. But, like, I feel, it's my personal opinion, that the last gasp of these people is why they're you know, shooting in the air at protests now. I mean, and believing in Trump and getting fucking murals on their chest of <laughs> Mount of, Tr of Trump, Mount Trump, Mount Trump more. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'm all over the map. What do you think? <laughs> you, you see what I'm? You understand what I'm saying, bro? Right? I do understand what you're saying. <laughs> uh, I well, okay. I guess what, what I would say is I don't think that we need an outside influence. Do we need something? Sure. Like a, he's a science fiction writer. I love I, that, and I he likes that. to think of space. He's already space minded, but we do need something. It doesn't have to be an outside influence. I loved. I, I'm really all of y'all. If you're interested, uh, I got a lot out of his college lecture it's from like 1974 what, Wichita or something like Wichita State yeah it's like 43 minutes and it's like really good and it's just his hatred for television executives and one of the things <laughs> that I was writing to Jacqueline uh, Lichtenberg I'm just gonna say it wrong was uh, she, when she was on a couple maybe three uh, Trek files with Dr. Trek ago she was talking about um, uh you know, what she, what uh, sparked her interest in watching Star Trek and what, like, got her really excited. And, like, you know, uh, the new women at Warp is uh, having a whole new crew work with the old crew. And they're, they're talking about, like, what got them excited about Star Trek. And it's all about how representation matters. And it's like, <sighs> you still got 1966. And, like, she couldn't do a lot. O'Hurl didn't, didn't do a lot. And Nurse Chapel basically would just say like you know yes doctor or whatever but like right you still have you know this african-american woman on the bridge you know peacefully exploring space and like people saw that and they could build on it and it was just a small step and uh she was talking about how he had to make the choice between um having a woman as your first officer or having an alien on the bridge and he choose the alien on the bridge and i've always thought oh the tv executives are these horrible people and in some ways they are television they just want to sell you know shampoo and cookies like i was saying right but they also know what can go on or can't go on tv and if they had had both they knew that there would have been too many letters and too much outcry and there wouldn't have been a Star Trek. And the point is, retroactively, like we needed to have a Star Trek. You've got, you know, the first generational kiss and you've got, you know, and now Trek is like really working for representation. It took a long time. He promised this writer, David Gerald, that he was going to have a gay character in Star Trek in the 70s. Hmm. And it didn't happen until way, way later. Like, did, it not, did it not even happen until Discovery? <laughs> But he he had been, he talks about it in this college lecture, and he he told this guy that he wanted to do it in the seventies. Well, I was always confused why Data would never had like uh, a same sex lover or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. He seemed like the most obvious person in all the shows to like explore that. I agree a hundred percent that he would have been like, 
I'm checking out different shit. Right. But also, yeah, it's the 24th century, and we're supposed to be past all of that. But because we weren't in the 80s or whatever, that he couldn't, I don't know. They wouldn't let him put that on the TV, so it's a disservice to the show that, yeah, he wasn't having same-sex adventures as well. <laughs> All sorts of things. We check out, like, monogamy, or then he's checking out polyamory. Right. And then, you know, he's checking out trans stuff. There would be way, way, there should have been way, way more of it by the next generation, mm -hmm. and there wasn't. And there's... there's there is some episodes where they dip their toes into some of those things, but uh, oh yeah, that one the, the super the one that everyone's like oh the gay episode, and it's supposed to be a gay episode, but it turns out being way more of a positive trans episode. Yeah, and that was just an accident. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they were using an alien culture, and it turned out to be the like, genderless alien culture. Yeah. We're real off the rails for the poor Quester tapes. I don't think we are at all. I think we're focused as fuck because we're talking about Star Trek. Yeah. Well, we're talking about Gene Roddenberry and diversity and representation. Right. It's totally focused. Which not a lot. Of I'm going to be doing the podcast because this guy. <laughs> well, but it's a it's a good point for this uh, for this. Well, and you're right. Thing. He doesn't because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know how much sci-fi meat there really is in, in the Quester tapes. <laughs> There's a bunch, but it's also like, it's just like kind of vague, you know, sci-fi. Let's get past a lot of this shit. And right. we can't. So the alien has to help you do what's what. Okay. What about the fucking lady? Help me with that. Which lady? The hot lady wearing the fucking oh, like, the Alexander the Grape leather outfit. <laughs> and the three bottles of wine that you have to remember, but they never show it again. That's right. What was her deal? Is she like, you know. She was like a friend and he built. No, 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 no. Oh, no. sorry. What's, what's she doing in that room? What's the purpose of the room where she's spying? Because the guy comes in, uh -huh. the sympathetic mash guy, and he's like, what the fuck? This is Soviet technology here. You're watching this. You're watching that. Why does she have it? Yeah, why does she have it? What does she do? He built it. He built it. And she wasn't his secretary. The other lady was his secretary. So yeah, who no, is she? So she's just like part of like some rich conglomerate or something like that. Some multinational <sighs> rich conglomerate. Because that's like he gets there and like everybody's there. Like there's people in dashikis in the background. The only people of color. But she had been in that room. room or she hadn't been in that room. Was I, she, I had, she, she had she been monitoring? But she doesn't. She has See, we need room. you. That's not for her. It's not. Oh, he's got I was the assuming down bowl that it's like made for him to interpret. Oh, just made for him. So she hadn't been doing it, and she didn't do it the moment that they left. No. Oh, because it's like I, I don't think that he could. I don't think anyone else could use it properly. How do they even get into that chair? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I love how you didn't like that. Fucking Duke has hazard their way into that stupid ass. No, chair. but there's just it didn't see him. He probably came up from the bottom. You gotta learn how to retcon. Because <laughs> it's very necessary because it's just these people aren't thinking about it. You're talking about a made for TV movie. <laughs> but even in like episodes of Trek, it's like, dude, the writers weren't thinking about that, but now we can. Right. We've got time. To help suspend our disbelief so we can get the meat out of it. <laughs> 